1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast, coming in your ear holes. October 1st, we smash it 10 yards tonight. A buck we call Pickles. That's south wind pushing us back to the zag. Better stand on our backs. Set it Set it out and see what happens. You on it? Absolutely drilled in. Then boom, he's that good buck. We'll get my buck, then we're gonna go get homie's buck. It's been urban peace as hell. Got it. Got him. Pickles is dead. Kevin Gates, both kills on hanging hunts. My first public land buck. Nice work, dude. Look at that. Triple brow on the right. I'm digging that. Fucked out October 28th. Absolutely incredible season. Here we go. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast, where it still takes 38 minutes to, for me to set up a podcast, three outtakes, <laughs> and, and one one rip. So here we go. You're, um, you're working with the high-end equipment Yeah, I'm working now. with the high-end equipment. I ain't got the, the Zoom phone. I got the MacBook Pro 93. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we got uh, Jesse Hines on. Man, I sound like I'm loud as hell over here. Yeah. Uh, we got Jesse Hines on. We're going to talk about his... Um, buck last year that he crawled in on um we're actually on the way to do some shit in the truck so we got a truck episode going on um hopefully the audio is crisp we're using the new um headsets homie picked up potential trash potential not trash potential, yeah potential <laughs> trash the first time i used it so put in some work and yeah so we'll see how it goes out. but uh let's get right into this homie uh, you got exodus 
Yeah, guys, uh, they have released their new product line, and it is a awesome-looking arrow that they have picked. They've named it the MMT, and they just released it here this week. All the information is going to be on their website. You guys can head over to ExodusOutdoorGear.com and check that out. Um, Cody and I received ours here actually last night, and um, we're going to get to tinkering with them, get them bad boys set up, and start slinging them here in the backyard before too much longer and uh, hopefully knock down a buck or two with them this fall. Yeah, I was shooting it. I was like, man, I'm about to switch my arrows. So hopefully it's pretty true to what I got set up. You know how I don't, I don't like to mess with my stuff once it's set. I'm not a tinkerer. Yeah, I, don't, I just I, like my stuff to be solid. Does it work? Okay, leave it on. <laughs> yeah, all. leave it on there. <laughs> but, um, yeah, guys, so we're going to have more information, obviously, here in the next com up and coming episodes. So uh, be sure to be here for that. All right, I got Ride On Optics, RideOnOptics.com. If you guys are in the market for binos, spotting scope, um, they actually just come out with a new tripod that I wish I could afford to have. All carbon fiber, super nice. I my my tri my tripod's trash, dude. I need a new one, <laughs> real bad. <laughs> but if you guys are in the game for anything, uh, scopes, pistol sights, red dots, anything like that, check them out. RideOnOptics.com. All right, you got next level. Yeah, guys, uh, this is a cool, uh, pretty interesting YouTube series that Garrett from Chasing the Dream TV puts on. I know he's done it at least the last two years, and I think maybe three years ago he did bits and pieces of it. But um, the last two years he's done a full series of running next level mineral and supplements. And uh, you can see um, his bucks grow throughout the summer. And uh, the name of this series is called Velvet Gains. And it's all powered by Next Level, and uh, it's a pretty cool YouTube series to watch and see how Garrett sets up his mineral sites and maybe pick up a thing or two from him since uh, he's been doing it here for a while. And um, also by running them supplements, Garrett puts in a ass load of food plots, and by using that Next Level mineral, he's um, boosting the bioavailability of them food plots for his deer and uh, he's got one hell of a system out there. Knocked down an absolute giant late season last year. So, um, guy puts in the work now and, and pays off later for him. That is right, man. He did that. That thing had everything. Splits, yes. ass. It was perfect. Eight-yard shot. Yeah, eight-yard <laughs> shot on film. Can't get any better. All right, guys, so let's get into this. Let's. Uh, I don't have to get him on the line because he's in the back seat. <laughs> In the dungeon. I know they didn't have purple monster this morning, so your your morning is absolutely destroyed. But how how you doing other than that? Not too bad. Uh, you guys, uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on again. And we were trying to squeak an episode here, and I told homie, I said, let's just talk to old Jesse. We're gonna be right there. Um, it's damn nice to see your face, actually, for for a change. So um, let's get right into the story of your buck, man. Let's start off um, that morning, or wherever you want to start off. I just it's. It's a, if it's a badass story that I think more people need to see just because it's so different and off the wall. It it is uh, it's one of a kind that's for sure. But <clears throat> uh, I guess we can start out uh, back clear way back in like 2019 when we first like knew found the deer. So this property, Matt and I have been hunting for oh I don't know probably close to 10 years or so, but. Uh, in 19, we got our first trail camera picture of this deer on like October, mid-October, like uh, October 15th or so. And uh, he was there. I went back in my um, hard drive and found that he was there through the 20th. And then 
he was gone until November 15th. Um, and then he was gone to the 6th through, the, or I'm sorry, he was gone until the 5th and then back until, he was there until the 16th. And then he was gone for the rest of the year until late season. So uh, I don't know where the deer went uh, after he left. We have pretty good relationships with all the neighbors around, and, and they didn't get have any pictures of him either. So he's uh, obviously a traveler of sorts and um, have no idea where he went. Uh, probably was like a 130-inch nine-pointer as a two-year-old. So uh, we saw him twice that year. And uh, the last time we saw him was actually the night before um, we killed, uh, Matt killed Fade. Uh, him and Fade were coming across the road together, and and uh, I was behind the muzzleloader, and all Fade had to do was walk up the hill into the field. Well, I-9 was leading the pack and chose the, the low route and went into the field about 400 yards away. So uh, two years later, I-9 got what came, was coming to him. Um, and then we moved the blind and Matt killed Fade the next night with a bow so it ended up and worked out worked out anyways but uh, but yeah that was it for 2019 and then 2020 our first pictures of him were uh, October 26th and he was there and he was gone until December 21st so he was completely out of the out of the area uh, I have no idea where he went again and um then he was back on the 26th and the last pictures we had of him that year was was January 3rd so obviously the deer was in some sort of sanctuary that um, um, where he wasn't obviously on Matt and I's property because we run uh, 10 to a dozen trail cameras in there so if he was in there we would have had a picture of him and then uh, we go into 2021 and uh, that's where things get real interesting. So honestly, the deer wasn't even on like our thoughts because he just hadn't been there that much. And uh, it's kind of like a, a like a back pocket deer type of thing where it was like, if he's there, he's there. If he's not, he's probably not going to be there. So not going to really worry about him a whole lot. Um, and I, I don't remember exactly what date it was, but it was either uh, late September uh, first part of October, we got our first trail camera picture of him, and I'll never forget, Matt called me, and he's like, you are never going to believe how big this deer is. <laughs> and I'm like, well, we had a few of them in there that were pretty good sized, but he sends me this picture, and I'm like, oh my god, this is the deer that I want to target. Well, I really hadn't put two and two together on what deer it was until... Uh, either it was either that night or a few days later or whatever and I'm like we're never gonna have a chance at this deer but man is he impressive looking just a big time nine pointer with uh, lots of time length that's all we could you know that's all we knew so uh, season went on and and um, you know we we didn't really have a whole lot of pictures of him um, he was there like one night uh, through like um, or he was there two nights clear through November so it was like okay the chances of us killing this deer is slim to none not even really going to worry about him we were hunting a deer we called Homer really hard and also a deer we call um, Gordo which is in the same property but uh, 
this property sets up weird. It's um, it's like 80 acres, but it hunts like uh, it hunts like two different pieces. There's a creek that runs down the center of it, and a mature buck will stay on each side of the property or each side of the creek. So one will stay on one side, one will stay on the other, and 95% of the time they never cross that creek. It's weird. So we were hunting Gordo mainly on the south side and the buck we call S10 and um, I9 uh, only had pictures of them on the north. So we were hunting the south really hard trying to kill Gordo and really hadn't been messing with the north. Uh, I hunted it a few times trying to kill S10 because I knew Gordo wasn't going to be over there. I don't know why this property is like that, but it is, and it's, it's kind of neat how it is. But uh, So, uh, fast forward to like, I well, just fast forward to November 11th, the day I killed him. Uh, you, you know, if you get on social media and it's like, you know, mid-November, it seems like you're the only one that hasn't killed a buck. <laughs> So it's like I, you're starting to get down on yourself, and you're like, man, what am I doing wrong? I suck at hunting. You know, I need to figure something out because according to social media, I'm ha I haven't killed a buck. You guys had killed 15 bucks by then. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> Cody's bucked out before November even started. Homie kills one opening day. It's like, man, I can't even. we can't even get in front of one. So, um November 11th, I was my first day of vacation, and uh, we we decided to go into like the kind of the bedding area. We had some. It was a uh, really windy, uh, really windy that day. It was a west wind, so we decided to get clear on the east side of the north part of the on the north half of the, the property. So every deer that or at least what we thought every deer would want to be on the very east side so they can scent check the whole south north side of the creek without uh missing anything at least that was our thought and we get back there and nothing's really happening it's like 7 30 and uh, all of a sudden like across the field here comes this uh this this person on the other on the other property but just walking in nonchalantly like across the cornfield like in the in the wide open daylight it's like what is this guy doing he's getting closer and closer to us and finally he like he stops like right next to the timber just on his side of the property line so th at this point matt is fuming pissed and it's like this guy's not, i don't know if he's trying to ruin our hunt or what but anyway matt gets down and goes over and talks to him he's like hey what are you doing man blah 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 and uh they sorted it out or whatever well uh, we he got back up in the tree and we decided to sit there a couple more hours. We had he had some stuff to do that day, so we couldn't sit as late as we wanted to. So I think we ended up and only saw three does, two or three does. But uh, those ended up to be the pretty special ladies that, uh, or at least we assume they were, that ended up to be the uh, golden ticket. But anyway, they kind of um, you know, got out of there, or whatever, and. We slid out about, oh, I think it was probably 10 or 10.30 on November 11th, you know, genius idea, our, our, you know, at the time, and left the bow, left the camera, because we knew we were going to come back to this tree, so we'll leave everything, and we're going to, you know, we'll be, we're going to
we're going to be late, so we're just going to slide right back in here, and as soon as we climb up in the stand, we're already hunting. Yeah, that was a great thought. But, uh, so Matt had to take his son to school that day, and uh, his son goes to school about uh, an hour from Matt's house, so uh, Matt and I went and picked him up and took him back to the house, and just hung out with him for a little bit. Matt wanted to spend some time with him. He'd been hunting pretty hard. And uh, we, uh, you know, like the two parents we are, we took him to school. I just went along because uh, something to do at the time, I guess. But we took him to school. Um, uh, Matt was had been hunting, I don't know, 10 or 15 days straight, so he hadn't been to the grocery store. So we decided to go to the grocery store, you know, November 11th, where shopping at Aldi's there in Canton, Illinois, and getting a few groceries, get some stuff, and Matt has to take his dog to the vet. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, He's got a hell of shit to do today. We got a lot of stuff to do on November 11th. We're busy. So, anyway, uh, he, he, has, he has a doctor, or the dog has, a, has the vet appointment at 2 o'clock. So we get back to his house, and he takes off, and he tells me, hey, he's like, hey, if you want to run those cards, we'd already talked about it. He's like, don't forget to, if you want to run them cards, go run them while I'm gone, and, you know, by the time you get back, I'll be, you know, pretty close to getting back, too, and we'll suit up and go. Well, I hung out at the house for a, a few minutes, and and I was like, I, I probably do need to go run them cards real quick, and uh, I started looking around the house. I could not find an SD card to save my life. I looked for uh, 10 or 15 minutes, and I'm like, screw it. I can't find any SD cards anywhere. Like, just obviously kind of mad at myself. So I'm like, I'd like to know what's going on in there. We were not wasting our time tonight. We just go get the bow and camera and go somewhere else. Well, couldn't find any SD cards. So it's like, god dang it. Uh, Matt gets, I, I just go ahead and just get dressed, because you know, by the time he gets back, we're already going to be too late. But, um... So I'm dressed. All he's got to do is come home with the dog, drop the dog, dressed, onto the property. So he gets back around 3 o'clock. It's only like five minutes from his house, the property is. So he, he gets dressed real quick. We run over to the property. We get there at like 3.15. And at this point, we're like, you know, way too late. Just get in the tree as fast as you can type of situation. We have no equipment with us, no book bags, no camera, bow, nothing. So we park the truck, and we just take off walking. And the property lays, it's an old cattle pasture, so it's old canary grass, and just all by this, you, like right now, in, in, you know, in the middle of June, the grass is like eight foot tall, but um, November, it's all laid down, so you can see it clear across this property, because it's, you know, old pasture, and just has a very minimal trees in it so we just take off walking back there you can see clear crossed it and we're just like we just got to get in as fast as we can so we we're just walking and and all of a sudden matt just says there's a deer back there or something along those lines and uh he says glass them so i pull out my binos and i just throw them up real quick <clears throat> and i'm like oh my god what is what is that thing? <laughs> and I, I'm like, I look again. I'm like, that is I nine. I cannot believe it is that deer we're looking at because of how little we have of him in this property. 
and Matt looks at me, are you sure? I'm like, well, yes. And I gave him my binos. He was, oh my lord. So we're like, what are we going to do? What am I going to kill him with? I have nothing. To, I have nothing. So immediately we're like, we're freaking idiots. Why would we ever leave that stuff in the, in the tree? Okay, where is the deer in correlation to the tree stand? And how far are you guys from the tree stand when you spot him? So from the tree stand to us is around, I would say, somewhere around 250 yards from where we are. And the deer is like maybe 50 yards from the tree stand between us and the tree stand. So he's like 200 yards from us and another 50 yards is the tree stand. So we're like, what? I mean, we've got to do something. we got to try. So immediately, you know, we do the whole get down to our knees and our bellies and we're sitting there and we're trying to make a decision on like, okay, what are we going to do? So we're talking it out and we're like, we gotta, we got to go for it. We have to try. Now, the, the smart thing would have been to just leave and, you know, let him, let him win for the day, but that's not, you know, that's not our style, so we're going to, you know, balls to the wall in there and try and do something about it. So we get, um, we get to the fence. The fence is, um, is like a brushy fence or there's some trees growing up in it, and, and some of the taller grass is still standing up because it's got something to stand up with. So we just start crawling along uh, along the fence line, and we probably go 20 yards, you know, every 20 yards, 40 yards, we stop, glass, see where they're at, still there, you know, go a little bit further, stop, glass, okay, keep going, and eventually we got to the point where we couldn't see them. And we were getting probably within 75 yards of the tree, maybe 100, and the, there's a creek, a real deep uh, a real deep creek in there. So we just decided just to get down in it and use the, the bank as like a barrier so they couldn't see us, but we could still move. We decided to get way, not way past, probably 30 or 40 yards past our tree stand and use uh, the tree as like a barrier to put the tree between the deer and us. Uh, so we get back there and we, we look and we can see a few does and have no idea where he's at at this point. So we're like, okay, we just move a little bit and we get to the base of the tree. And at this point we still, we haven't laid eyes on him I and mean, he could be in the next county by now. We have no idea. But we've got to the base of the tree, and we're, you know, we're whispering because we don't know how, how close they are. And uh, Matt's like, I'm just going to scooch around and see if I can see him. Give me your binos. He didn't have his. It was in his book bag up in the tree. So I give him my binos. He scooches around, and he glasses, and he says, get up the tree now. So as fast as I can, as quiet as I can, I stand up shimmy up the tree. Mind you, our ladder is on the same side as the deer is laying. So at this point, we're we're way exposed. So I'm going up the ladder as fast as I can, and I get up, I don't know, five, six rungs, and, and uh, Matt's right behind me. And mind you, it's, you know, November 11th, it's cold, 
windy. I'm, we both got a lot of clothes on. It was really windy that yeah. day. That's one thing that I think helped you guys. Oh, out. absolutely. It was crazy windy. But the temperature, I mean, it was cold. Yeah. And so we're like, you know, bundling up, kind of layering up because, you know, don't want to get cold. So I've got like four, three coats on. Maybe not three, but I had way too many layers on to be, you know, crawling 300 yards. So I get up, I've got a beanie on, I get up the tree, and I'm like, oh, I'm about to die. I, I luckily had a ball cap in my book bag. I switched to that to let my let my head breathe a little bit. I took a sip of Gatorade. Um, Matt is um, kind of getting the microphones ready and making sure the lighting on the camera's right and you know all the all the cameraman stuff and we get cooled down for a minute and and uh, we do an interview and we at this point we know the deer had been laying there while we were uh, climbing up but we can't see him because we're up in the trees and and back where we are is kind of like where the only trees are in this property and it's a lot of hedge and and um, grown-up grass and that are, that's actually standing a lot of multiple rows back there it's like a you know um, a bedding area of sorts and and a buck always pushes a doe back there but anyway we can't see much we can only see uh, 50 yards in, the, in that direction that the, the, the buck is is laying luckily he was facing away from us so we got up as fast as we could blah 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 so anyway we assume he's still laying there, so we we talk it over after our interview, and he's we're like, what do we do? And Matt's like, won't you just try a couple grunts, you know, try to see if you can entice him or him or a doe to come over. So, get a grunt call out, and I turn away from him because I don't want to blow it right at him. I turn away and I grunt. Well, the wind knocked it down pretty bad, and it wasn't I didn't grunt real loud because I didn't want to spook him. So we waited, and I don't know another five minutes. Here, try this grunt call. So we whipped another grunt call out, and uh, I turned away again and blew it a lot harder. That way, the wind would not knock it down, and, and hopefully, he'd hear it and uh, put it down. And we we're just sitting there, and Matt says, "Well, here he here he comes." I look, and I'm like, "That's a doe." He's like, "Nope, he's he's right behind her." And I'm like, "I'm looking, and I'm looking. I'm trying to bend down, but not move very much because I don't want to spook him." And I'm like, oh, yeah, there he is, because I mean, you can see him coming now with what's sitting on top of his head. So uh, anyway, there was two two does, and and him were, were walking our way. And at this point, they're probably 40 yards, and and I have no no chance in hell to shoot um, because of the limbs and the brush and everything. So the does split. So one goes uh, like northwest. They're, I'm sorry, they're walking south to begin with. And then for whatever reason, the does kind of veered off. And one started walking like west, northwest-ish. And one kept coming towards us. Well, she got to be right in front of us. And he, he has now stopped at like 40 yards. And he's like looking back and forth. Do I take the left path or the right? Which do I want to check type situation? So I've got my bow in my hand, and he takes, he chooses to begin with the the doe that's walking away from us. And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, you got to be kidding me. We freaking saw this deer. We crawled in 300 yards, got up in the tree. 
he's coming towards us. He's at 40 yards, and I can't do anything about it. And now he's walking away from us. What what is going on? So he, he walks her out of eyesight, basically, which is, mind you, only like 60 yards. And uh, lose sight of her, and I can still see him. And all of a sudden, he turns around. He starts walking back towards us. Well, at this point, the doe that he's about to come check is at like 20 yards right in front of us. 20, 20 to 30 anyway. And he's walking right towards us. And I'm like, oh boy. So he starts walking and I'm like, holy cow, this thing is coming right. He's going to be right in our wheelhouse here in a second. Well, anyways, he, he walks up and then he starts like facing us. So just on a clock, if I'm looking at him at 12 o'clock, he's looking at us at like a 6.30 or 7. So he's really quartered too hard at like... Uh, at like 35 yards I had ranged a deadfall that he's standing over top of and all he's got to do is hop it and you know he's got to make a decision on which way he's going to go left or right well he stands there and he stands there and he stands there for you know, which, which was probably only like 10 seconds but in the heat of the moment it feels like 4 hours and um, I was like Matt what do you think Obviously, I wasn't going to shoot, but he's like, I would shoot. Your first opportunity I would take, I would see, I would take. So, I'm like, well, I can't shoot him now. He's literally facing us. So, he he hops the log, finally. I'm like, holy crap. This is about to go down. So, the doe that he's trying to come look at is, yeah, is like 20 yards, like, right in front of us so it's like us the doe is directly between him and I and she squirts off back south and because he he nudged her I pull my bow back thinking they're going to go into the hole that's through the crotch of the tree so I'm going to have to I take my bow up and over one of the limbs in the tree I'm still full draw I'm waiting for him well he stopped in the brush at like 25 yards I'm just waiting for him to make a decision if he's going to keep going that way or if he's going to turn back around. Well, the doe squirts back north, and I'm like, okay, well, back over the tree I go, still at full draw. I've been a full draw for, I don't know, 30 seconds or so. And he turns and, um, and finally walks into the opening at, like, uh, 25 yards. Mind you, <coughs> sorry, I'm shooting... Uh, HHA single pin. Well, I've I've dialed it like four times because I started at 30. I've I've gone to 25. I'm back to 30. I always leave I always leave it at 30. So um, I I put it I left, put it at 30. He's at like 25. So I know it's or I I aim lower than what I would like. You know, I aim low expecting it to hit a few inches higher and I shoot, and I hit right where I was aiming, which wasn't the worst thing, because I ended up in heart shotting, but it was low, and I'm like, I mean, of course, he mule kicks and takes off running, and in like three seconds, he's out of our eyesight, but I'm like, holy crap, like, I just messed this up, like, I'm so mad at myself, I mean, it's a, it's a giant deer, and I'm, like, so thankful that I had the opportunity to see him, and get a shot off but I'm mad at myself because like I think I have just wounded this animal like 
the shot looked really low. And luckily, we had the, the, um, I don't know, what's the word I'm trying to think of? The luxury of going in back and look at the footage. Well, I asked Matt, and he's like, it was low. So, crap. So, we, we watched the footage, I don't know, 15, 20,000 times. And, and, uh, it's low, low. I, I called a few people just to let him know that, like, I did shoot him. Like, I think I called Garrett. I called, uh, Pete. Pete was up with us, uh, hunting the property for, like, a mile and a half, two miles away. I told, we, he, he knew what was going on, so I called him and said, hey, I shot him. The shot's low. So, you know, I'm not real sure. Um, and I, I think I, I may have called you guys, I don't remember, but, Anyway, we, we recorded the footage and on our phone, sent it out to uh, Garrett and you guys. Grant uh, asked you what, what you thought. And, you know, the, the um, everybody was like, it's low. But you may have gotten hard. Well, it's like, God dang it. Well, it was, it was at like 4.15. So we got to the property at, at 4.30. Or, I'm sorry, at 3.15. And we shot him at 4:15, so we had crawled 300 yards and killed him within an hour. And so we decided at 4:15 we're gonna wait until 4:45 before it gets dark. We want to get down, get over to the arrow, see what the arrow looks like, and then just get out of there. Didn't want to push him, but wanted to see what we were dealing with before it got dark. So 4:45 hits. Uh, we climb down and we're like easing over there I'm getting real quiet and I just we are like 10 yards from arrow and I just look up the way just you know that's the way the deer ran so I'm going to look that way just to see if you know maybe I can get lucky here and I look up there and like 75 yards he's, I can see his rack sticking out of the grass and I, I completely lose it at that point like I'm so you know my adrenaline is high because you know, all this had happened. Um, I wasn't excited at the shot, as excited as I should have been because I thought I had screwed it up. Well, as soon as I saw him laying there, I completely lost it. I fell over, like laying on the ground, like, you know, <laughs> super pumped. Anyway, we get to the arrow, after we sell the deer, we get to the arrow and it's covered in blood. Mind you, we could see blood on the arrow from the tree stand. I'm using my binos and I can see blood on the arrow, but you never can be too sure what you're getting into, so get to the arrow, it's covered in blood, and we just take up the blood trail, we know where the deer is, but we just walk the blood trail anyways, and he's just dumping it, well, it's, it's at that point, it's obvious what I'd hit, if, at that, if you, I'd have shot that low, you're either going to hit nothing, or you're going to hit the heart, uh, with that much blood, it was obvious, he's laying 75 yards, I'd gotten the heart shot, so got up to him, and got to put our hands on on a deer that we never probably uh, at least I never thought we'd ever kill because just how minimal he was spending time on our property so uh, that is the crazy wild story of I-9 yeah I think like I said I think the wind helped you guys out and then it that did. creek in between yeah. was, was you know perfect because to get It'd have been different if you guys would have had your bow. You would just kill them on the ground like you normally do. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But it, the bow being in the tree forced forced, forced our hand your hand like to, to try this. to make a plan. And like I said, it was windy. 
wind. You helped. had the you had you had the white the right wind the whole time yeah. to be able to circle yeah. around them like that. Definitely, yeah. The wind direction help is it was you know perfect, but speed was like you know it covered our noise what little noise we were you know trying to make yeah. that covered, and like I said that last set no, the middle of the the uh, stalk or whatever you want to call it crawl in or whatever um, we use that crick. And that really saved probably 75 yards where we were able to to boogie down there real quick and and get around. If so. you guys uh, hadn't left, would you you think your wind would have been right the whole day? Yeah, it would was have, it was true west all day. So you could have stayed in there and probably probably killed him out of the tree stand. I have no idea what time we have no idea what time he got in there. We had a camera in there, but he never went in front of it. Yeah. So I have no idea. I mean, but sometime between 10:30 and and. Uh, Three fifteen. Yeah, so he was probably in the area that morning. Yep. And then found those does and just. Yeah, we were. I was actually in there hunting the S ten buck, trying to kill him, mm-hmm. and and uh, and got you know lucky enough to have this deer in there tending that doe. Nice. So in uh, two thousand nineteen, yep. he was uh, you know a hundred and twenty ish nine pointer. And then you had him a few times in 2020, and obviously we know what he was here this past year. What did he look like in 2020? Literally the exact same rack, except 30 inches smaller. So he's like right around the one high 130s, 140 mark. But the rack is identical. He's got the same blade at the same point on his G2. Uh, that G4 on the one side kind of flakes out, you know, how it kind of leans out. And it's just weird. Like, it's like going back in time, looking at the trail camera pictures, 20 and then 21. It's like, hot oh, dang, it's the same deal. Like, literally exact same rack. It's kind of weird. Yeah. He definitely, like, he has it all, you know. He's got good mass, good color, tine length, brows. I mean, uh, yeah, he's a very special deer to me for absolute sure. Absolute stud. With uh, with you having the history of him the two years before, and him leaving and being gone for extended periods of time, do you think he just kind of come back to you know his summer range there for you know that three day window that everybody likes to claim that they do? Or I have, honestly no, we didn't. I have no. I, I don't think so because we never got any velvet pictures of him. It was always like after season started would be our first pictures of it we know we can't we can't confirm but we have a very 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 good idea of where he went and it's just across the just across the road is a property that uh, it's like uh, i don't know the exact acreage it's it's at least 80 acres and it's a very good piece but nobody hunts it the guy that owns it hunts doesn't own his own property doesn't make any sense to me at all, but I'm, it's, that's the reason that our property is the way it is, is because he doesn't hunt it, uh, and and he he doesn't like anybody, any of the other people around. I don't because we killed deer, and he doesn't hunt it, so I don't know why he doesn't like us. But he doesn't get along with anybody, and we just assume that's where he went, that's where he lived, because. We have a good relationship with all the other landowners, or the not the landowners, but the hunters that are around the area within a couple square mile of our place. And maybe one picture here and there, but but uh, but but no, 
like nothing. So that's our assumption is that deer lived in that property across the road uh, and just never left. I think that's how a lot of those bucks, people think that they're like miles away. And sometimes they are, but I think they're way closer. Mm-hmm. And the property we hunt the most, like you said, that creek's a line. There's a line there, too, mm-hmm. where bucks don't cross. Makes no sense at all. Nope. Of why they won't do it. There's like one group of bucks over here and a completely different buck over here. The properties are connected, but it's physically hunting just completely different deer. Yep. Um, so I think those deer, like you said, they find a little spot and they're like, okay, this is mine. I'm cool with this. I'm cool with these bucks. I don't really like these bucks, you know, and that's kind of how they roll. And I think some of the deer are more accustomed to pressure and some of them don't like pressure at all. So he could have been like one that didn't like pressure at all. And how those does could have ran across the road and pulled him right into that little spot. And he's just out there chilling. I think like people like to be in those big timbery areas in the rut, but I think spots like that that are like little bullshit out of the way spots or pockets yeah the best spots in the rut like where there's not really a lot of deer any other time of the year and you go in there you're like oh shit there's a giant in here and that's where they like to be but but after i after i killed the deer we pulled the cards and and we found out from somebody else but we pulled our trail cameras in there and uh that i9 the deer i killed was in daylight on the 10th as well um walking um, out of our property or the direction out of our property going into that sanctuary across the road uh, what brought him back in there I have no idea and then uh, uh, the guy that hunts to the south actually saw him the week before on our property uh, locked down with the doe um, that information would have been nice to know but I yeah. I uh, totally understand why he didn't tell us because mm-hmm. he was trying to kill the same deer Yeah, but uh, it's, we found that out after we killed him. So Very sounds cool. like he was more, more. You think you run trail cams and you're catching yeah. most of what's going on, well, but I will say the side that he saw him on, um, we don't we don't hunt. We leave that for like a sanctuary. So our 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 piece is like uh, I want to say it's like 80 acres, but we only hunt maybe 40 of it, and then. 40 of that is split into you know two sets of deer yeah. so so you're really hunting two tracks of 20 because we only go past where i kill him is the farthest south we go in this place we don't go any further that's the you know sanctuary deer want you know we want the deer to feel safe back there blah 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 so we don't run trail cameras back there or anything so uh we wouldn't have known he was back there but i don't think he was living back there i'm i am fully uh, confident that he was living across the road in that place that doesn't get hunted. Yeah. All right, man. Well, we appreciate you telling the story. Um, like, um, they can watch it all on Last Breath. Uh, the short, the short version of it. I'm assuming there's a longer version coming here soon. Um, but pretty badass. And then Matt went in there and killed one the next day. At same stand, right? Same stand, same exact situation. You just took the buck <laughs> off those does and there's yep, another buck we, right we, on that doe. You swooped the buck off the doe and then... Uh, That's something to think about, dude. You kill a buck and he's tight on a doe, you might want to go back in there the next couple days. Yeah. You, you just drug one out of there thinking, shit, I've 
just killed my buck, but there right. might be a giant in there that's right back on that hot doe, especially if you can tell that if there's a mature buck that's just lingering around does, there's one that's ready or really close. He's yeah. not just in there chilling, you know, so if you can pluck him out, I was thinking about that after you killed last year. I'm like, man, it, I've never tried that after you kill one. You're just like. I don't think we have either, but it was like, you know. To was, try to find that doe group again. It was the same exact wind of what we had, you know, the 11th. We went on the 12th, and and I'll, I'll tell the story real quick. We we uh, we got to sleep in on, on the 12th. We had to take pictures, and we ended, we had to take care of the deer. We took him to the locker, and we had to wash our clothes because we had a whole bunch of blood on him from uh, the drag out and you know whatever, all that kind of stuff. So we uh, got up, took pictures, took care of the deer, washed our clothes walking into the property at 11 o'clock. Well, we had already pre-decided that, okay, we get to this certain spot, same spot that we got to last time, we're gonna be a lot smarter about this. We're gonna look, we're gonna look, you know, glass up hard. Matt sees a doe laying back there. It's like, okay, there's a doe, but the same doe, I mean, you can't always, never can be too sure about does, but I'm assuming they're in the same spot, it's the same doe group. And so we're like, okay, we don't, have to hurry this time we got the camera we have the bow we just don't want to spook this doe so we do the same exact thing over again we get to the fence crawl along the fence and at, at probably halfway through the, the stalk uh, he sees a buck well I glass it up and it's the buck we call S10 and it's a it's a mature deer not a giant scoring rack and it's kind of like it's a it's one of those cool bucks that you want to get out of there but you're like man I really want to wrap my tag around him but I need to do this for the betterment of the herd and blah 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 so we decided whoever had our first opportunity at was going to kill him well and this year it ended up being Matt well get him we get crawling down the creek same exact thing dump down get in crawl you know but we don't we take our time because we got the camera and the bow. Well, at, at this point, we lose sight of the buck, but the, we can see the doe bedding, bedded up. So we get up the tree, and we're there for a few hours, and it's snowing horrible at this point, and windy, it's cold and nasty, and S10 slips in on us, and Matt ends up in and shoots him at like 25 yards. So we, on back-to-back -back days, killed two mature deer out of the same tree, crawling in on them 300 yards both times. Pretty crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you guys always do some crazy <laughs> shit. Yeah, that's what, that's what we joked about. Like, yeah. after we killed, it's like, we can't make killing a buck easy. It's no, gotta yeah, be the it's got to be the most epic bullshit stupid ever. Stupid situation, you know, like, shooting... 50 yards through open timber, standing on a dead tree, yeah, right, right. Uh, crawling, you know, it's like, just, can't, we can't make it easy. Every time so, we, I hear one of you kill, I'm like, alright, this what's story. the story? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. We definitely make things very interesting. Yeah. We, we, uh, if some, I know we film each other, and we try to be very serious about when we actually film, but if somebody, if we could just be, you know, both of us not have a camera, and somebody can't films us when we didn't know things would be filmed. We would be freaking millionaires with the reality TV show because <laughs> it is just most of the time it's the most off the wall crap you've ever seen. But we somehow.
somehow seem to be successful every year. Yeah, you smash it every year. So, all right, man. Well, appreciate you coming in and telling your story of crawling in on a booner. Not very many people say that say that they did that. So, like always, guys, appreciate appreciate you guys listening. We're getting to our destination. Um, we're gonna film this wedding the best that's ever been done. Um, we only get one shot, like Eminem, right now. Yeah. This thing. Yeah. So, we gotta show up. I didn't eat spaghetti last night, so I'm feeling solid. Uh, <laughs> three people got that joke on here. All right, guys, uh, appreciate you listening. Uh, always try to do the right thing. Try to leave a legacy, and Whitetail Legacy is out. most legendary shows in the outdoors is on waypoint tv don't miss primo's truth about hunting wednesday nights at 7 p.m eastern on waypoint tv the destination for outdoor entertainment you're listening to the waypoint podcast network brought to you in part by hunt stand the number one hunting and land management app four in the morning Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew here at Duck Camp Dinners every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Birds up in the sky.